I almost done the sermon in a bag thing, and I just kind of felt, in the last two or three days, I've just been feeling a certain direction, and I want to speak to our hearts tonight, this afternoon, hard to get used to this kind of deal here, but um, I'm going to read some scriptures from Acts chapter 9, 1 through 3, if you don't have your Bible, uh, Jacob should have it on the screen behind you. And uh, behind me here, so just three verses of Scripture. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings of slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went into the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to, to the synagogues, that if he be found, if he, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. The last part of verse 3 again says, And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Lord, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for all that's here today. Lord, I'm asking that you would touch us here today and you would help us, God, in your precious name, God. Help us right now, God. My heart, my spirit, God, help me to be humble before your people today, God. In Jesus' name, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I generally try to keep with a um, memorial weekend theme, but I'm going to stray from that a little bit today and maybe a little more concentrate on um, the other thing we're celebrating today the graduation and then just kind of preach to us for a little bit but it seems like just yesterday in the little storefront church when we seen little Jimmy I think it was a Halloween party at that little storefront church you got a, that picture I should put on you not do that Baby picture of him. You got a baby picture? <laughs> it seemed like just yesterday we, we, we had that Halloween party and, and Sister Michelle come in with her, the grandkids and remember seeing Jimmy and, and Jenna and, and they were just so little and wow. And now suddenly today we celebrate him graduating from high school. Jimmy, that's a sad picture. We needed something better than that. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, time goes by so fast. Jimmy has graduated after what may seem to have been a long time. But as a young person, you think you'll never grow up. And then you look up, and suddenly, you graduate. Suddenly, you have your first job. And then suddenly, you're married. And then suddenly, you have your first child. And suddenly, the child smiles for the first time. And then suddenly, he, he laughs out loud. Bethany sent a video to us this yesterday of getting Corbin to do a belly laugh and cackling 
And then you begin to say things like, why are you getting so big and growing up so fast? Just seemed like yesterday I was little and I was graduating, but suddenly your baby is walking. Then suddenly they turn 10. And then suddenly they, they're, they're a teenager. And then suddenly they have their license. <laughs> then suddenly your child is graduating like it seemed like you did yesterday. I'm getting you old fast, ain't I, Jimmy? Then suddenly you're 21. And then suddenly you're 30. And then suddenly you're 40. <laughs> then suddenly you're 50. Then suddenly you wear a shirt like this to church. <laughs> you're the proud, proud, proud grandparent of your first grandchild. And it seems like just yesterday, you graduated. Today, on this Memorial Weekend, this Friends and Family Day, and this graduation celebration, I want to talk for just a few moments on that simple word, suddenly. Suddenly. Half-brother of Jesus, James, he wrote, he said, Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and we'll buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on, tomorrow, on the morrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a long, little time and then vanisheth away. Life seems like it moves so slow, yet times just keeps on moving on. To think of the fact that Folks, we're less than six months now to Christmas. We are closing out the month of May, and, and now then we're looking at June headlong. It goes fast. Yet, in the present, it seems like it takes so long. We, we look at it, and I, somebody said, I mentioned the other night, it, uh, somebody said it very well, that it looks like for me, uh, it seems like the older you get, the days become long, but the months are short. You know, what is our life? It, it is even as what James said. It's a, it's a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then suddenly it, it vanishes. It, it goes away. It vanishes. But the, the word suddenly, it just simply means instantly, straightway, all of a sudden. Suddenly can put our worlds on hold. Suddenly can change the scope of our future for the rest of our life suddenly can do something to us that can change the entire uh, scope and the realm of your life. Yet it seems like it takes so long to get there, but sometimes it just happens suddenly. On November the 13th, 1994, suddenly my life was forever changed. When I got the phone call from my cousin that my dad had been shot in the hunting accident. And when that doctor stepped into that room with our family and, and I thought for sure he was going to give us the, uh, the news of how dad was, you know, it's going to be a long road to all that. But all of a sudden when the doctor began to say the words, I'm sorry, we tried so hard, but we lost him. Suddenly my job didn't seem to be important anymore. Suddenly I felt the need to pray. 
Suddenly, I needed my wife to embrace me in her arms. Suddenly, I realized how fragile and how short life really is. Suddenly. God has a way of bringing a suddenly into our life. God has a way of bringing suddenlies into our world to do something to change our lives. And, and, and such was the case today in the text that I've read to us. Saul, he had been giving out threatens. He had been threatened to uh, slaughter, uh, slaughters against the disciples of the Lord. And, and, and uh, he, he was not happy because uh, he is he hearing how Jesus' uh, sect was growing and getting larger. So he, he desired, he was going to Damascus to the synagogue. And he was desiring that he could get letters from them. That, that he, if he found anybody preaching or teaching in Jesus' name are teaching about this doctrine of Jesus whether they be men or whether they be women that he might bring them bound to Jerusalem he had already done much of this anyway but he was going to do something about this but as he was traveling as Saul was traveling when he got near to Damascus he experienced a suddenly in his life that would forever change him and forever change the scope of eternity for every one of us the Bible says suddenly there shined from around about him a light from heaven and he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Saul knew that this wasn't like anything else he had ever seen in his life and Sister Chastity, he understood that this is not like anything I've ever seen. There was a suddenly that invaded his life that day, Sister Linda and he knew that that the Lord was doing something and Saul cried out, he said, who art thou Lord? And the Lord said to him, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest it's hard for thee to kick against the priest uh, against the pricks hallelujah suddenly Saul found himself blind suddenly the letters that he was after to kill the Christians didn't seem to matter anymore suddenly he found himself trembling he found himself astonished at the one he wanted to get rid of and asked Lord what do you want me to do I suddenly came in his life and all of a sudden it began to rearrange everything that he thought he was going to go one direction thinking he was going to do something but a suddenly came in his life and the Lord said to him I want you to arise I want you to go into that same city and I, I want you to do what I'm going to tell you to do suddenly Amen. suddenly in a matter of two weeks last year this world was turned completely upside down just a few weeks to flatten the curve was what we heard right everything that we considered to be normal was put on hold Suddenly, we could not come into the church buildings. We could not go into restaurants. And some people could not go to their jobs. Suddenly, this world came to a, a crashing halt. And the life as we knew it forevermore has been changed. And I don't believe it will ever go back to like it was. And I'm not sure I even want it to. Suddenly, people either got more spiritual or they got more carnal. And I come to tell us today that, that what may seem like is going to go on forever can change suddenly for the better and for the worse. I don't plan to preach very long today, but I plan to be very precise. And I plan to reach for somebody today. Because it just seems like I've looked up and suddenly I'm 50. And I've been preaching for 25 years, half my life. And Harvest House has been here for 15 years. Time holds back for no one or anything. 
Jimmy, you're 18, right? We got other kids in here, young people. You're thinking, am I ever going to get to graduate? Am I ever going to get married? I remember thinking that when I was young, thinking, oh, the Lord's going to come back. No, I'm never going to get married. If you wasn't raised in church, you didn't have them thoughts. You didn't think about that. But we thought, oh, God, we'll never get married. And here I am, two kids and a grandkid, been preaching 25 years, passion 15 years, and I'm, I can say I am old, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm, I'm 50. But you know what? It just seems like yesterday, Jimmy, in 1988, I was walking down that path, and I was graduating in 1988, thinking I won't never get married. But here next month, we're fixing to celebrate 28 years of marriage. Because it just seemed like yesterday it happened. We was walking down the aisle. But here we are suddenly. Today, I want to tell you one thing that time does not hold back for anybody. And God is going to bring us suddenly into everybody's life. Sometimes multiple times. Because God is graceful and God is merciful. And it's not His will that anybody should perish. And if God... If God's going to do what He can to help people. And I'm going to be honest with you. There's some people that has been a part of the church that, that, that's not been coming. And I want to tell you what. God beckoned me not too long ago to change my prayer for them people. You know how I've been praying for them now? God, they are in your hands. I release them to you. God, I give them to you. Because whatever it takes to save them, God, I want you to do it. And if they can't come to this church, let them find another one. God, they're in your hands and you can have them. I'm still praying for God's mercy and His grace. But let me tell you what we got to realize. There is a suddenly that's going to come to everybody's life. Listen to the words of Saul, who also we call the Apostle Paul, as he wrote about something that's going to happen suddenly. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 1. But the times and season, brethren, you have no need that I write in you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh at the thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then what? Anybody know? Sudden destruction come upon them as to travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. The message of the return of Jesus has been preached from pulpits. It's been preached from street corners. It's been preached from living rooms. It's been preached from housetops. Ever since Jesus ascended up into heaven, they've been preaching about the soon coming of the Lord because of the gap that we've had from the time that He ascended until where we are today. It has given the devil so much opportunity that he has tried his best to condition the minds of people. He's tried to bring apathy upon people. He's tried to bring indifference upon people. He's tried to get us to be lazy and bored with the thought that Jesus is going to return. But no matter how how much someone puts it out of their mind, no matter how much somebody may ignore the teaching or the preaching that the fact that Jesus is coming back, no matter how much time you may think you have to get ready for it, nothing is going to prevent Jesus from suddenly coming again. Nothing, Brother Eddie, is going to stop him from splitting the eastern skies wide open. I've been reading this scripture, praise God, on Thursday nights, but let me read it here today in 2 Peter 3 and 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that therein shall be burned up I know people are saying oh preacher we've heard that all our lives but the truth of the matter is that we are closer now to the coming of the Lord today than we have ever been praise God so today I come to this house of God to this church and to this assembly and I want to plead with you to make sure that you're ready for that day because he is coming back suddenly he is coming back suddenly 
Oh, Jimmy, I want you to go get a good job. I want you to uh, one of these days have a, a good wife, but I want you to be saved more than anything else because Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. He is coming back. Just as hallelujah, just as I went to church on that Sunday morning, November the 13th, 1994, thinking it was just going to be an ordinary day. We left church that morning and we went to the place down at Dawson. We sat there and eat with my dad and a few other people and, and we was trying to get moved down there to where my mom and dad was at. Hallelujah. We was living in St. Charles and thinking, oh wow, I'm going to get to get down there in my old stomping ground, hang out with my dad, go fish with my dad, just two houses up. Everything just seemed like it was falling right in the place where I wanted to be. And hallelujah. And we went up her mom's house after we got done eating like we did every Sunday, just going through our routines. But then I got that phone call that suddenly changed my life. Hallelujah. So is the coming of God also going to be. He's coming back suddenly. And we must be ready, praise God. He's coming back suddenly. And we've got to be ready, praise the Lord. You can push it off. You can put earplugs in your ears today. You can shove me off. You can open your phone. Begin to look at Facebook right now. But we cannot waste time by the carnal, praise God. We cannot waste time with the fleshly garbage that's out there. And the social media scrolling for hours. And the Netflix and the Hulu bins watching all day night all day long gaming and all night long gaming praise God that's not going to mount till a hill of beans hallelujah when it comes to eternity we cannot think I'll get myself strong in the church next week after I get married I'll get into where I need to be after I get this job hallelujah I'll get to where I need to be after I do this or after I do that I'll get myself where I need to be praise God because God is going to come back suddenly and we better be ready for it praise God he's going to come back suddenly and we've got to be ready hallelujah praise God sister Vama there's no way we can harbor adultery in our heart we cannot harbor fornication in our heart we cannot harbor drunkenness and hatred and unforgiveness in our heart because suddenly he's going to come and if I'm in that state so shall I be the Bible says as a tree falleth so shall it be praise God if you fall and you're saved you're going to be saved but if you fall and you're lost you're going to be lost there's only one way praise God to make heaven in your home you got to be born again of the water and of the spirit praise God and it doesn't matter hallelujah what we may think is thus said the word of God Jesus declared I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man is going to work. Praise God. We got to do what we can Sister Penny. There's a lost city and they need us to be the church. Hallelujah. They need us to stand up. Praise. I know COVID has had us on hold. But honey that thing's fixing to go away. As quick as it came I believe it's going to go just as fast. Hallelujah. And we got to get back out there. And we got to get back out in the streets because suddenly there's going to be a drug addict that's going to be lost if Jesus comes back. Suddenly, there's going to be a fornicator up there that's going to be lost if we don't get a hold of him. Suddenly, there's going to be an adulterer, hallelujah, or somebody that's lost in unforgiveness. They need the church, hallelujah. Paul said in Ephesians 5 and 17, he said, redeem the time because the days are evil. Please hear me. We don't have the luxury of generations of time. We don't have generations of time. All the signs are pointing to the soon return of Jesus. And only those who are ready will be caught away with Him. And if you're 
not sure that you're ready, you ought to come running to this altar even before I give an altar call today. Because right now, nothing is more important than getting our heart right with God. Nothing is more important than getting our heart right with God because suddenly life could be changed for eternity. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Eternity. Come on. Eternity. We can't fathom eternity, but it's real. Praise God. We're going to live forever somewhere. Surely you can sense that the time of His return is near. Surely we can see that something is going on in this world like we have never seen before. Surely you can see that something is happening. Praise God. Paul told the Roman church in Romans 13 and 11, and that knowing the time that now it's high time to wake out of our sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we believe. He said the night is far spent, therefore the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let's put on the armor of light. Praise God. Can we not recognize the events of our day that this world is destined something has happened a dramatic change hallelujah is coming to this world very very soon even more than what we've already seen surely the current events that we're seeing going on around this world the turmoil the unrest the frustration hallelujah in government and in people praise God oh come on a world it just keeps getting smaller and smaller due to the technology that we now have in our lives. The advances, you know what they've done? It's helped us to reach out and bring other worlds closer to us. It's helped us to reach out and bring our friends closer than they've ever been, praise God, because we can stay in contact with them all the time. But it seems like this technology, praise the Lord, is getting us farther away from Jesus. If we're not careful, we're going to be more connected to our friends than we are Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, we're that instant, that instant nation, instant generation right now. If I text my friend and they don't text me back suddenly, immediately, I get upset, praise God. But surely to goodness, you and I know that we need to get a hold of Jesus suddenly. We need to get over hold of Him, praise God. Years, hallelujah. People have mocked us for years and years and years. But folks, we are here. We are the end time. He's coming back and He's coming back soon years ago people used to mock and talk about the Bible saying there is no way in this world that people uh, uh, can take a mark in their forehead and their hand and they're just going to be buying selling oh come on but now then we have the technology in place hallelujah to begin the very process and let me tell you what the, the conventional wisdom of our time and our day it says this you know what it's just coming to it you see it don't you can't you see it hallelujah because of all the theft and all the identity theft and all the computer hacking because if they can if they can uh, hack a computer and shut down the gas lines they can hack into your how many has ever had your account hacked and somebody take a few dollars from you I've had it a few times in my life come on you know what's happening they're going to try to bring this all down you know you got, you got computer fraud and cash and, and credit cards and all this is fixing to be done away with how, we'll, we'll fix this we'll make, we'll make a way we'll have a universal mark for any business transaction can you not see it happening now can you not see how everything is falling in place for the day of the Lord he's fixing 
fixing to come back. He's fixing to come back. And I don't want him to catch me suddenly. I don't want to be not ready for him. Because when he does it, he's not going to text you and say, Hey, I'm on my way. He's done done that already. He wrote an entire text to tell us that he's coming back. Hallelujah. We've got to be ready for it. Oh, come on. I, I know maybe you was wishing and hoping for something else today. And I'll be honest with you. I, I was kind of thinking, hey, we're going to have that tag team preaching. That was fun. How it ain't always fun preaching like this. But if somebody will suddenly get up from their seat and run to an altar and have their life changed, it'll be worth it. Praise God. It'll be worth it. Or somebody will suddenly realize I've got to be about my father's business because he's coming back. He's going to suddenly come back. I've got to get busy. I've got to reach the lost. I've got to reach them. There is an old fable that is told of three of the devil's apprentices that were coming to the earth to finish up their apprenticeship. They were talking to the devil about their plans to tempt and to ruin men. The first said, I will tell them there is no God. Satan said, that will not fool very many of them, for they know that there is a God. The second said, I will tell them there is no hell. Satan answered, You'll, you will deceive not very many that way. Men know even now that there is a hell for sin. The third said, I will tell them, I will tell men there is no hurry. And Satan said, Go, because you will ruin them by the thousands. The most dangerous of all delusions is that there is plenty of time. The most dangerous day in our life is when we learn that there is such a word as tomorrow. There are things that we must not put off because we don't know if tomorrow will ever come to us. The enemy of our soul is seeking, trying to cause us to be so preoccupied with so many other things in the kingdom of God and eternity that we'll be lost in the midst of a suddenly. Revelations 22, 12 and 13 and verse 20 says, And behold, the Lord said, Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man according to his work shall be. Those who would like to argue that works have nothing to do with it. I just read you the scripture. He said, I am the Alpha, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Verse 20 says, He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. He's going to come like lightning, like a thief in the night. Suddenly. He's going to come unexpected. We've had all our life to prepare. He hasn't waited until the last minute to prepare us. But through the word of God, he, he's let us know far ahead that it's going to happen. He warned us. He said, just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. It was just a normal day. People were going about their daily business as usual. They were marrying. They were giving in marriage. But suddenly, the rain began to fall. People began to recognize that Noah, he was right. But at the time they realized it, it was too late to get ready. Because Noah was already in the boat. The door was already shut. And there wasn't no getting in. Noah did not wait until that day to tell them that they was coming, that he was coming, uh, the rain was coming. 
Noah did not wait until that day to begin his preparation. And just as it was with Noah, preachers have been preaching the prophecy of the return of the Lord for years. It's no different today than it was then. If we are to be saved from destruction, we've got to obey the word of God. The preacher is preaching and get into the ark. Get into the church. Amen. And just as, the, just as Noah's message never changed for over 100 years, neither has our message changed that was preached in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2, verse 1, we celebrated Pentecost Sunday last Sunday. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were with one accord in one place, what did it say? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. After this, Peter got up, proclaimed with boldness. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And Peter gave the message of salvation that has rung loud every, uh, from across every pulpit for years and years, and almost 2,000 years. Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad he didn't stop there, Sister Janet. He went a little farther. He said, for this promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as the many as the Lord our God shall call and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourself from this untoward generation suddenly I want Bethany to come and I want the church to stay engaged with me I'm fixing to close but I'm fixing to get real serious. If you don't think I've been serious yet, I'm fixing to get real serious. All right? Proverbs 29 and 1 says, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. That's a powerful verse. You need to hear that again. He that being often reproved hard from his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. Let me give you the Daniel Orton version of that. That person who's been told over and over and over that Jesus is coming and they're not living right shall suddenly be destroyed and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. I realize that I may be preaching harder and more serious than we may expect it on this Memorial Weekend. And this celebration of Jimmy's uh, graduation. But suddenly, Jesus is going to change our world. Suddenly. Those who've been often reproved, those who've been corrected, there's going to come a time that suddenly he's going to destroy without a remedy for you to fix it. That means there will be no way to fix the suddenly that's going to come to those who are always having to be corrected. Or maybe the better way is to say it this way. Those who refuse to mature in the things of God. Those who refuse to mature in the things of God. God has given chance after chance after chance after chance. And he's gonna, there's going to be a suddenly that's going to come. After preaching on Thursday night, Bishop White of our anniversary services gave these tongues an interpretation that I will give to us again today. Bishop spoken tongues and interpreted himself and he said hear my children 
for I speak to you. I've done things for all that they did not deserve. I've been merciful to those who did not deserve any deserve my mercy. I've been good to those who have not been good to me. But he said, I struggle with those who are ungrateful. I'm weary with those who know not how to have gratitude. He said, I've blessed, I've touched, and now I will judge. Sounds like a suddenly thing. I echo the same words that I said in my sermon this Sunday after anniversary service. Harvest House, as a pastor, that's not an easy prophecy for me to hear. Because it lets me know that somebody, a part of this church, that God is fixing us in judgment. God is serious about having a church, a light, a refuge in every city in this world, and Marion also. And 15 years ago, God gave me, your pastor, a burden for the city of Marion and the surrounding areas. I have not done everything right, but I've tried to build an apostolic church in this city. And I believe with all my heart that God is fixing to bring some suddenly in those who are part of this church and those who want to be a part of this church. Some of those people are here today. Some are not. And some we've not even met yet. But suddenly He's coming. What that suddenly is, I believe, is up to each individual in this church. Bishop White spoke of judgment that is coming because those who do not appreciate and are ungrateful and have no gratitude for what God has given the city of Marion with a church, an apostolic church called Harvest House. But for me, I do not want my suddenly to be a part of that judgment. I want my suddenly to be like that of Saul. I want, I want a suddenly that's going to bring a light or a revelation so bright in my life that it blinds me. It blinds me to my current path that is leading me in, in the wrong direction and leading me to destruction. I want a suddenly that's going to cause me to seek the things of God that will change my world and those around me just like he did Saul. Saul had a suddenly in his life but it changed him for the better and it changed the scope of the entire New Testament I believe there's somebody here today I believe there's somebody that may listen to this by, by a podcast or, or there's somebody we've not even met yet in this city that nobody here even knows there's a suddenly that's going to come to them and they're going to be a modern day Apostle Paul and they're going to help change the scope of Marion, Kentucky. But also fear there's a suddenly that's going to come. It's going to be without remedy. There's going to be no way to fix it. And somebody will be lost. There's already many on this altar. I'm going to make a plea to those who's left. And I'm going to go pray myself. Jimmy, I see you over praying, buddy, and I'm proud of you. Come on, bud. This transition in your life is a suddenly for you, buddy. Let it be a revelation. Let it be a light that changes your direction. Come on. I'm praying that this could be a suddenly for somebody today to change us in our direction. That we could go in the way that God wants us to go. I'm done. I'm going to lay this mic down. She's going to sing. I'm going to go and pray. I'm going to Come on. I love you.
there's a God that's coming. 